I love the body of Christ, the global body of Christ. I'm so thankful for all that God is doing all across our world. And uh, it is always great to get to worship with people that are a part of the body that we don't get to see very often. Um, and what a day that's going to be when we join together with so many that we have never met before and we worship our king together i cannot cannot wait for that if you're a guest tonight we welcome you and we thank you for joining us and if you are returning if you've been here before we pray that now you feel like a part of the family the first time you're a guest, after that, you're family. And so we thank you for returning tonight. And I am excited about what the Lord has for us tonight. And I want to start by saying something very cliche. A lot of times we steer away from saying things that are cliche. But God, God loves you. I want you to turn to somebody next to you and say, God loves you. He loves each and every one of us. The creator of the universe, God Almighty, loves you. He loves me. Whoever you are, whether it's your first time here or you're a longtime saint of God, whether you're in the building or watching online, God loves you. And he has a plan for you. He's got goodness in store for you. There's a popular phrase that says, it's too good to be true. And if you say that something seems too good to be true, you are suspicious of it. Because it seems better than you would expect and that there may be something, in fact, wrong with it that you have not noticed. They say if it something sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. But tonight, I want to teach, preach, preach from the subject, it's not too good to be true. There are many things that we could apply this phrase to tonight, and we'll touch on some of these, but I, I would pray that when you leave this place tonight, that you will take this with you, and whenever there come moments in your life when you can apply this to it, that you would remember what the Lord is going to say to us tonight. I, I want to start by saying that if there's somebody here that has never been baptized Perhaps there's somebody watching online that's never been baptized. And perhaps you would think that maybe baptism is too good to be true. That what people have said about it, that it just does not seem like you could go down in a tank of water and come up out of that tank of water any different. Perhaps tonight you would have the thought that I have been underwater and been back up plenty of times. 
whether it was in a swimming pool or the ocean or the bathtub. And when I came back up, I was the same person that I was when I went down. That preacher, it sounds like hyperbole. That something so simple could be so powerful. But I want to tell you tonight that baptism is not too good to be true. Perhaps you have been baptized, and you would say, I was baptized, and nothing happened. I didn't feel brand new, and that may have been because you were baptized incorrectly. It's possible maybe you were baptized, saying in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and I can tell you that if that was the case, that you did come back up the same person and nothing changed. And that's why you would believe that baptism is too good to be true. But baptism in the name of Jesus is not too good to be true. There is a name. You say it seems like a small difference, but there is a tangible difference that you will feel when you go down in the name of Jesus when you come up, you will be a new creature. Old things will be passed away. Behold, all things will become new. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, evidenced by speaking in other tongues, perhaps you've heard people talk about the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you've been around the Holy Ghost. Maybe you say, hey, I've been to a church that believed in the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you would say that, hey, I, I've caught the Holy Ghost from time to time. Always kind of makes me laugh when you go to around certain people that are not part of the true body and they, they say, I caught the Holy Ghost. It's like a catch and release thing, I guess. You kind of catch it on Sunday and then you just let go of it and continue living in sin and you're not changed. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, when you are filled with his spirit, when you surrender to it, it's not too good to be true. There is a power that begins to dwell on the inside of you and there is nothing that can stand in your way when you're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. It will absolutely change you. I want to tell somebody tonight that God being your healing is not too good to be true. That living your life healthy is not too good to be true. Perhaps somebody would say, I've prayed before and nothing happened. Or perhaps somebody would say, I, I know God can. I believe that he can heal. I, I have heard of people being healed. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it on the news. Bizarre things that I knew it had to be God. But I've, I've just never experienced it in, in my life. That I've, I've just been this way my whole life. That I have accepted that what I deal with, my illness, is what it is. That, that I've tried in the past to 
believe, but it was just too good to be true that God's healing did not come. Perhaps somebody would say there's just too many germs in the world in the 21st century. It's too much bacteria. It's too much pollution. You can't live healthy in 2021 that God's just not that powerful. That the God of the Old Testament that kept his people, that at some point he, he ceased to be able to keep his people, that there's just too much that we eat and drink, that it, it just, you just can't live healthy. And I do agree that we have to be good stewards of our bodies, but we, we live in a real world. And my Bible says that if you eat or drink any deadly thing, that it shall not harm you. I believe we serve a God that when you're doing the best that you can, that he's a keeping God, that he will protect you, and that in a world that has become more afraid of sickness than ever before, that he's the same God, that it's not too good to be true, that you can walk through every day of your life and know that in he until he says, my time is up, I'm not going anywhere, that there is no sickness and there is no disease and there is no devil that can take me out. That God's power is not too good to be true. His delivering power is not too good to be true. Perhaps you would say, I've, I've been addicted for too long. I have been broken for too long. I am as big a mess as a person can be, and I've tried to change. Preacher, I've tried to stop smoking so many times, and I've tried it so many different ways. But I want to tell you tonight that God's delivering power is not too good to be true, that he can set you free tonight, that he can change your appetite tonight, that he can take the taste for nicotine out of your mouth tonight that God can break the hold tonight that God can make you whole he can take that brokenness and make you whole tonight it's not too good to be true living for God is not chocolate and roses don't get me wrong I'm not saying that you will not face things that you will not go through things, but God is a loving God. And he loves you and he has joy for you and peace for you. He's healing. He is everything that you need. And God does answer prayers. I want to say definitively, definitively tonight that God does answer prayers. That he wants to answer your prayers, that he is a loving father, and it is not too good to be true. But timing is often involved. Now, when it comes to deliverance, it can happen tonight. If you need healed, it, it is his will for it to happen tonight. It's his will if you want to be clean, if you want the stain of sin to be washed away if you want to be free that, that's his will for that to happen tonight there doesn't have to be a timing associated with that but there are things there are prayers that we pray there are 
things that we desire to see, that there is a timing that God has. He is a God of timing. Galatians 4.4 4 says, But when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law. 1 Timothy 2.6 says, Who gave Himself as a ransom, a substitutionary sacrifice to atone for all, the testimony given at the right and proper time. Habakkuk 2.3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end, to the fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint, though it tarry. Wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season. And a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. First Peter 5 verses 6 and 7 says, If you bow low in God's awesome presence, He will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in His hands. Pour out all of your worries and stress upon Him and leave them there. For He always tenderly cares for you. God's plans are not too good to be true. But there is a timing. when We can never allow His timing to cause us to believe that His goodness is too good to be true. We can't allow His timing to cause us to believe that He does not care about us. We cannot let thoughts slip in that we would become skeptical of his goodness. Romans 8:32 tells us for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. If you think that there is something that God will not do, for you, Well, he'll do it for somebody else, but I just don't know that he will do it for me. I want to tell you that he already did it for you. I want to tell you that he died for you, that he robed himself in flesh and became the substitute, not just for the person on your left and on your right, but for you. Somebody point to yourself and say he did it for me. And if he did that for you, there's nothing that he will withhold from you. Not from your neighbor, but from you. Because he already did such a great thing. Psalms 31 and 15 says, My life, my every moment, my destiny, it's all in your hands. He holds every moment of your life in his hands. Steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Even the ones that feel like you're on a detour or you're taking a step back, it's ordered of him. He cares about you. His plan is not too good to be true. He does not lie. 
He will never forsake you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. Sometimes we don't feel like we understand what is going on. There's anybody that can testify. Perhaps you're there tonight that I, I don't know what's going on right now in my life. I, I, I'm a little unsure. I, there's a little bit of clarity that I lack about what is going on in my life. And if you're feeling that way, I want to tell you that you're in good company. If you feel like God told you to do something and you did it and what you thought was going to happen did not happen. You thought a breakthrough was going to come. You felt the Lord speak to you and you stepped out in faith and it seemed to get worse. Perhaps he woke you up in the middle of the night and he said, hey, I want you to pray for that family member that's backslid. And you got up and you prayed and you felt a surge of faith and you felt a breakthrough. But then it got worse. Then it seemed like they went further back. You prayed about a situation and you felt like a shift was coming, but then it seemed to go backward and the burden increased. I want to tell you that you're in good company in Exodus 5 verses 22 and 23. It says, then Moses turned again to the Lord and said, oh Lord, why have you brought harm and oppression to this people? Why did you ever send me? I cannot understand your purpose. Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has harmed and oppressed this people. And you have done nothing at all to rescue your people. You're not the first person to feel that way. And you aren't the only person in this place tonight that may be feeling that way. And you will not be the last person to feel that way. But you've got to let God's timing play out. That in the midst of increased opposition, you have to know that there is an assurance that comes from the Lord. Exodus 6, 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, he will not only let them go, but under compulsion, he will drive them out of his hand. Exodus 6, 8. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. You have the promise of my changeless omnipotence and faithfulness. I want to tell you that his faithfulness is guaranteed. I want to tell you that you can take it to the bank and you can cash the check. That his faithfulness is not going to bounce. So here Moses, he's telling them in, in verse 9, it says, Moses spake so unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for, for cruel bondage. The NIV says that they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and harsh labor. The message translation says they didn't even hear him. They were that 
beaten down in spirit. The Good News translation says, because their spirit had been broken. I want to speak to someone in this service tonight who has been beaten down in spirit. Somebody whose spirit is broken. Life has been tough. You feel like you've been grinding. You feel like you've just been doing everything that you know to do, but you're just hanging by a thread. Maybe you haven't given up, but you're just kind of in the corner and you've got the gloves up and you're not even fighting, but you're just trying to to hold out. Or perhaps you have essentially given up and you're laying on the mat spiritually and you don't have enough fire to get up and to begin to fight. Perhaps you have been waiting so long that now when you hear a prophetic word, it's hard for you to even take hold of it because your spirit is so broken. Perhaps there's a part of you when faith is preached that you, you believe that God is able and you believe that He can, but you're just so exhausted that you just can't seem. It's like you, you, you hear it, but you don't hear it. It's like you're open to it, but it really doesn't catch. That there's just something in you that, like Israel, you've just been beaten down. You've expected it to happen too many times, and it hasn't happened. You thought that it was right there, and then it wasn't, and then you, you, you thought it was right there again, and you, and you danced, and you thought, surely this is the moment of breakthrough, that that when you barely had the strength to run the aisles one more time, you, you mustered up the strength and you ran those aisles. That you, you prayed once again with everything within you and it did not happen. And, and now tonight it's, it's just hard for you to believe that anything good is going to, to happen. I want to tell you that just as they were in that place and it seemed too good to be true, that, that, that the state that they were in, they, they could not even take hold of it. And yet God brought them out and he brought them in. I want to tell you that God is going to bring you out. I want to tell you that God is going to bring you in. I want to speak to a broken spirit in this place tonight. Whether you can even catch hold of it or not, I want to tell you that it's a fact. That God's goodness is not too good to be true. That you are going to see it. That the miracle is going to come. That there is going to come a reaping. I want to speak to somebody that's discouraged. And I want to tell you that it doesn't matter how long that it's been. That at some point... He is going to show up. That He may not come when you want Him. That you may have already said that it's been too long. But God's clock has not stopped. That there is still a ticking that is heading toward what God said that He was going to do in your life. You ought to clap your hands if you can even find the strength. Genesis 45, 26 and 27, we find another man that was broken. The Bible says they came to Jacob. His son said, Joseph is still alive. He is governor. 
over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart began to stop beating. He almost fainted for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived and warmth and life returned. Here's Jacob. He's got a broken spirit. Perhaps there was something in him, even as he held the bloody coat, that thought, this looks bad. Surely he has been killed by a wild animal. But perhaps there was that little something in him that said, just, just maybe there, there's something else to this story. Just, just maybe I know I'm even perhaps accepting that that is what happened. But, but just maybe. But, but too much time had gone by. He, perhaps he had looked for him to show up, but at some point that light is quenched. At some point that, that hope, it goes out. At, at, at some point he just moves on with his, li- with his life and says, it just is what it is. It's a loss that I'll never get back. It's, it, it's never going to show up again. And yet here he is and they're, they're telling him, and he, he's like, it's, now this is too good to be true. There's, there's just no way that, that, I, that I can't believe this. And, and yet then the proof shows up, and, and he has to believe it. Yet then God shows him, though it seems too good to be true, I, I want to I show you something. So I want to speak to somebody that perhaps you've held some bloody coats in some seasons of your life that... Perhaps you've got a child that's been away from God. That perhaps the enemy's convinced you that they're never coming back. That that their mind is gone. That as you held the bloody coat and you saw the disaster, you still had a hope in you. And you prayed for years. Perhaps it's been 20 years or 30 years. And perhaps for the first five years, you, you though you held it in your hand and, 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 and you knew they were, they were back. So there was still something in you that I won't accept this. That I'm still believing at some point I'm going to look up and they're going to walk through those doors. But as the decades go by, there's just something in you that just says, I, I don't know. Maybe I should just accept that this is how it's going to be. Perhaps I'm just going to go to my grave and, and never and never see it. That It's just been too long that too much has passed. Perhaps there were dreams that you had that you've given up on those dreams because you say, I'm just too old. It's just it's too much time has passed that would have had to have happened in another time in my life if it was going to happen. And it's just... Too good to be true. Preacher, I know you're trying to get me to hold on. I know you're trying to get me to resurrect a dream tonight. I know you're trying to get me to, to look at that bloody coat and to not accept that it will forever be. But, preacher, I, I just don't know. It just seems too good to be true. I, I, they just seem too, too far gone. I want to tell you tonight, Jacob, that it doesn't matter how long Joseph has been gone. It don't matter if you don't even know where he's at tonight. It, it doesn't matter if the dream seems dead. I want to tell you that it's not too good to be true that God can still turn it, that it hasn't been too long, that there is nothing that God cannot resurrect if you can dare to continue to just let his timing, if you can dare just to not give up. 
But it's not too good to be true. We've gotten so used to hearing discouraging news. The condition of our world, it just seems like it's constantly negative. You see a headline and you just cringe that it might be something that you don't want to see. And the culture of our day is just, it's hopelessness. It's, there's no goodness, there is nothing. We have to be careful that we don't allow that to take hold of us. We have to be careful that we continue, that when we hear God speak, that we continue to stay open to what he is saying and open to his timing. And sometimes we're going to struggle. Sometimes there, there may be a Shunammite woman when he says God's going to give you a child and she says, don't lie to me, man of God. There may be times where the man of God is preaching. And the Lord is speaking to you something that seems so impossible. And there's a part of you. I'm glad you don't say it out loud. But there's a part of you at times. I know there's people in the congregation. They're not bad people. They're not really trying to reject what's being said. But they've just been through the ringer. Life has just dealt them blow after blow. And there's a something in them that says, I hear you, but don't lie to me, man of God. I, I, I hear you saying that God can restore this. I, I hear you saying he can do this or he can do that, but don't lie to me, man of God. But I want to tell you that even those he felt like there's no way that sometimes you may feel like, don't lie to me, God. Don't, don't tell me that. I've, I've tried to believe for that too much. Don't say it again, God. Some of you were so afraid that God would tell you to do something again because you've shut the door on that and you've accepted. You're, you're, I'm good being how I am. I don't want to open that door back up I don't want to believe again because it took all of my strength it's easier for me to just put it in the rearview mirror but the Lord is telling somebody tonight that if you can just wait on the timing of God that you'll be shocked what may show up that it's not too good to be true Luke 24, 41, the disciples were ecstatic, yet dumbfounded, unable to fully comprehend it, knowing that they were still wondering if he was real. Jesus said, here, let me show you. Give me something to eat. They said, this is amazing. But is he real? Are you real? This it, it seems too good to be true. What's 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 going on here? Are our eyes deceiving us? I want to tell somebody that God has got some things coming for you. That when you see it, 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 it may feel like, is this real? Am, am I looking at what I'm actually looking at? Is, is, is this, I, I mean, it's a... It, feels amazing I'm I'm ecstatic but but I don't really know how to wrap my mind around what I'm I'm looking at there may be some people that show up to church soon that when they walk through the doors people that you thought they, they were never going to show up or perhaps things that you thought were never going to show up that it was that pretty soon 
There's some things that are going to come for some individuals in this place tonight where you're going to be looking at it like, is this, is this real? I, I'm excited. It's like it's here. I, I see that it's here, but, but I don't really understand what, 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 what I'm looking at. Some of you better get ready because God is getting ready to do some things in your life that you're going to be staring it in the face and still trying to comprehend Am I see I see the blessing, but but is this is this really? I I see a, a a key to a new home, but but is this? I see a a key to a new car, but is this really? I I that's my backslidden kid right there, praying through. They were they didn't seem like they even ever had an interest again. I see them talking in tongues, but 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 is this is this real? I, I see the family members. I see 30 of my family members here. It, 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 I mean, I, I, I could believe for one or two or, or five, but is this whole section my family? You're going to come in Sunday after Sunday, and it's just going to keep on growing, and you're just like, it's, it's real, but is this real? I'm ecstatic, but what am I looking at? It's not too good to be true what God is about to do in your life. The days of miracles are not over. They're just getting started. Some of you need to get ready. Some of you need to start looking for the goodness of God. Some of you need to get back to looking. Some of you, it's been too long since you've looked for the goodness of God. Some of you have become professional at looking for something else to go wrong. You've become accustomed to just expecting that bad news will come. And, and you've gotten to the place where you're kind of bulletproof to it. It's just like bad news. Okay, my kid did something else crazy. Okay, I'm used to it. The car broke down. I'm used to it. Oh, something went wrong with the house. I'm used to it. Oh, this happened. This happened. I'm, I'm used to it. They rejected me. I'm, I'm used to it. And you're just like, you're, you're just looking for it. Okay, yep, here it comes again. What do I see coming down the road? Looks like another bit of bad news. You're looking over the shoulder like, yep, yep, I, I see something else coming. That, is that a sickness I see coming on me? Is, is that a demotion I see coming on me? But my Bible says that goodness and mercy shall follow. Some of you need to stop looking over your shoulder in fear and start looking over your shoulder in faith. Some of you need to stop walking through life with with this timid look of, I don't know what's coming up behind me. I, I hope I can just make it through this season. And some of you need to start walking through life. And when you walk out the door, you ought to be looking behind. When you're walking down the street, when you're walking through the hallway at your job, you ought to be looking for a promotion. You ought to be looking for a, for a blessing. When you come in church, you ought to turn around and say, is my backslidden child behind me yet? Is my backslidden mother behind me yet? Some of you ought to begin to just look for the goodness of God you you need to get you need to get to a place to where you're not looking that something bad's but you're waking up saying I'm looking for good news where you know hey God's back there it may not be caught up yet but it's coming that that when you look you don't say oh what is that but you look and say oh what is that I can't quite bring it into view right now but I know it's something good because it's not too good to be true what God is doing in my life that every day I I'm expecting that every day I've got something in 
me that says this is a day that the Lord hath made and he's made something every good and perfect gift is from above that you go into every day saying there's a gift coming my way there's a gift going to rain down and you ought to get in the car and look in the back seat and see is there good news in the back seat is there a gift for me from God today Come on, I could keep on preaching, but there's some faith that's trying to, to move in this house right now. There's some people that the Lord, he's trying to encourage you right now. He's, he's trying to tell you tonight that it's not too good to be true. That what God has said he's going to do in your life, that you can take it to the bank. Just wait on his timing. That Don't let timing wear you out. Don't let timing convince you that it's too good to be true. That Don't let timing convince you that he doesn't care about you if you're brand new to this I encourage you to just keep giving God a chance keep giving the apostolic way a chance keep giving the kingdom of God a chance because it's not too good to be true he said he'd take care of you if you just started tithing and the money's getting tight let me tell you it's not too good to be true that he shall supply all your needs if you feel some symptoms in your body that don't feel quite right let me tell you don't worry about it it's not too good to be true to believe that he's a healer that he won't let you die that he won't let you go down like this If you've heard God's going to use you and he hasn't seemed to do it yet, it's not too good to be true, Pastor Jay. Whatever God said he was going to do through you, it ain't too good to be true. If he said you were going to be a soul winner, if he said that you were going to blaze this metro, if he said that God was going to put an anointing on you, it's not too good to be true. Come on, I want to speak to somebody that you've been praying a long time. Don't stop praying. It's not too good to be true. Come on, you better, you ought to find somebody right now. And you ought to pray with him. Come on, we're going to leave this place encouraged as a body. We're going to leave this place having received something that can push us forward just a little bit more. Something that can give us the strength that we need. If God said financial blessing was coming to your house, it's not too good to be true. It ain't just for your neighbor, it's for you. It don't matter if you can't see it. It don't matter if you've been broke for 20 years and it just seems like don't look over your shoulder for a tsunami of debt to take you into bankruptcy. Look over your shoulder for a tsunami of blessing to wipe out that debt that's in your life. That's debt cancellation that you see over your shoulder. It's not too good to be true. Come on, you ought to begin to worship him. If you can't find the strength to worship Find somebody who's got a little bit more faith and say, I want to. I want to believe, but I've been through the ringer. I want to believe, but time and time again, I haven't seen it happen. 
but will you worship and will you take my hand and will you help me continue to keep my spirit open that it's not too good to be true Come on, you're not having diabetes anymore. It's not too good to be true. God's going to do it. You're not having heart disease any longer. It's not too good to be true. God's going to do it. If you're up in A's, you're not having arthritis. It's not too good to be true. God's going to do it. If you've got cancer and you've been praying for months and it's still there, his healing is not too good to be true. Come on, the backsliders are coming home. It's not too good to be true. Then you're gonna be dancing with your daughter soon. It's not to be good to be true. Bring up a well of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray for every person in this building right now. I pray for those that are broken in spirit. I pray for those that have been beaten down, God. I pray for those, Lord, that like Jacob would faint at the thought that you might do it, God. And I pray that the well of the Holy Ghost would begin to spring up. I pray that there would be fresh pain. I pray there would be a fresh fire. I pray there would be a movie. I pray your ministering angels, God, would begin to sweep through this place. Let them begin to walk through this altar. Let them begin to walk down every aisle. Let them begin to touch people. Let the healing balm of Gilead begin to be applied. Let the wounded begin to be made whole. Let the broken in spirit begin to be restored and renewed and made new. Come on, just lift up your hands if they're not already raised. And just say, I receive it, God. Come on, say it out of your mouth. Life is in your mouth. Somebody say, it's not too good to be true. It happening for me, it's not too good to be true. The miracles of overseas sweeping across North America is not too good to be true. The outpouring overseas coming to North America is not too good to be true. Come on, God's healing people. God's setting people free. God's renewing minds.
Come on, find somebody. Just touch them on the shoulder and say, I believe it for you. Just touch them on the shoulder and say, it's going to happen for you. Just look them in the eye and say, it's not too good to be true for you. Come on, find somebody you don't normally go to. Find somebody you don't normally talk to.